Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is contacttalkradio.com. Consciousness in action, and you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on tunein.com, hang.fm, and upsnap mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Awakening with host Marla Maples. Marla shares interviews with people who are expanding the way we think, awakening the passions inside, and helping humanity come one step closer to a place of peace and compassion. Marla would love to invite you to visit her website at marlamaples.com and welcomes your calls at 877-230-3062. And now, here's your host... Marla Babels. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I just want to welcome you to Awakening with Marla. And I also want to welcome my guest today, who is Gary Zamora. Gary has been a friend of mine for many years, and he is um, really a high-performance coach and an incredible business advisor that I think anyone who had the chance to spend five minutes with him uh, would really, you know, feel an impact on their life and what's stirring in their soul. So, Gary, welcome to the show today. How are you this morning in a beautiful California day? Oh, I'm doing great, Marla. Thank you so much. Just uh, happy, as always, to be able to share with you and uh, reach out to the people that uh, love you and you love. And I think one of the most important things we can do is what we love and impact people's lives in a positive way. So, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's a great way to say it. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we all can wake up with our, our um, energy a little depleted and we feel like, really, what are we here for? And and I know that this is something that you've always been so great at is uh, walking in the door with, with so much light and so much energy and just a way you have a way of igniting that within other people. This is part of what you do, Gary. So so say I wake up this morning, I have so much, say, just for example, you know, <laughs> maybe for accuracy, I wake up this morning, three million things to do on my plate, got to catch a flight in the morning, and I feel a bit overwhelmed, and I need to spark up that desire to really make a difference, you know, that, that, that spark that's missing, and for like, what am I really here for when things get a little too chaotic, a little too full? What, what do you say to people when they come to you saying, God, help me? Help me get that back, that, that real desire and purpose in my life. Well, I think one of the first things, that's a great question, by the way. I mean, what, you know, what do you do when you just feel overwhelmed by the day-to-day ins and outs and choices that we have to make and decisions? And, you know, I don't think anyone is exempt from 
that day-to-day experience. But, again, the question you asked is, what do you do? You know, I think one of the simplest things you can do that I found to be incredibly effective is to, uh, I tell people sometimes when they're just overstressed or if it's a client or someone that I'm working with, you know, let's laugh. You know, what, what can you think of that just made you laugh? And sometimes what I find very empowering is people will begin to laugh about the stress that they're experiencing. Now, that might not sound like a, a big answer, but what it really does is it kind of clears your mind and gives you a, um, a less pressured perspective. Because the reality is, is we're incredibly designed and we have the ability, the psychological makeup and the cognitive power to really deal with much more than we think we're able to. But it's really not about what do we do, it's really how we think about what we're doing. And It's never really that the decisions are just too much, they just feel overwhelming, simply because if you don't know what to do, even though it might be something simple, and simple mm-hmm. is all you need to do, it can, be, it can be confusing. So, you know, one of the simplest things I'll tell people to do is, is laugh. Just think about something that brings a smile to your face, makes you feel good, and then, then let's move forward from there. It's difficult to uh, kind of like walk in a quicksand. Sometimes the more you try to get out, the deeper you sink. So sometimes you just need to relax, think about something that makes you happy, laugh a little, and then the perspective becomes clear and you can move forward. Right. Yeah. And, and I just find even a good conversation with a friend can shift it, too. And, and of course, with your friends is when you have that chance to have the laughter, which is, which is, which is uh, you know, like you said, so, so important. Um, yeah, the I, company that you affiliate with is really important. And I always encourage people to connect with people that are just inspiring, simple things. Again, some of the most powerful answers and the most empowering steps we can take are some of the most simplistic in nature, but yet they're profound in their power, how they can affect change in our lives. And really, everything that impacts us and creates what we refer to as our future, which we all have, whether it's you know a minute from now or months or years down the road, is uh, it's all about the decisions we make and not just what we encounter, but really how how we deal with and how we perceive what we're about to do, because you can really turn the tide of any situation around more dramatically than a lot of times people are aware of. We really do have a significant amount of power, immediate access to that power, if we just know how to to flip that switch. And again, connecting with people that inspire you. And you know, one of the I think one of the biggest things you can do, even if you can't find someone, sometimes people. Uh, you know, individual might not know who to go to. You know, sometimes it feels like everyone around them is having the same issues they're having or right. worse. And right. one of the most empowering things you can do is empower someone else. And it really doesn't take, it doesn't take a lot. Bringing a smile to someone's face, um, saying something that just encourages them. Because what it really does is it shows you at your best and it wakes up your conscious and even your subconscious levels to a point that you become aware of the power that presides, not just resides, but presides on the inside of us. And it really gives you the ability to make decisions more quickly, more confidently, become more focused uh, than you think. Being all over the place and trying to do a million and one things uh, and, and multitask, although it's a great talent, sometimes can be more of a distraction to the things we really need to do, the things that really empower us. Because... If we know of one thing, just one thing to do, and this is what I encourage my my clients and friends and and family as well, is just find one thing. 
even though you may have 101 things on your plate, find one thing, and it can even be the simplest task that you can accomplish. Find that one thing and make a, uh, make a conscious marker that you're going to initiate this one response, wherever it could be. It could be simply, be, uh, you know, I'm going to get up 15 minutes earlier or uh, you know, I'm going to call a friend and encourage them, even if they don't sound encouraged or even if, if I, I'm not sure whether or not they were encouraged, I'm going to put myself in that position. And it's as simple as empowering someone else. It really gives you making, generating that kind of energy or insight really gives you more clarity to you because that's what we're really designed to do. And we find ourselves most efficient, most effective, and most powerful when we're, when we're empowering someone else. It's almost like we're sitting back listening to ourselves. Yeah. And you can really spark a great deal of creativity when you start to do that. So, yeah, just yeah. laugh and find someone to encourage. If you can't find someone to, uh, to encourage you, encourage someone else. Exactly. That's that. Doing to others as you'd have them doing to you, and boy, that comes right back. And when you need encouraged, go out and encourage. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 it really does. It does. You know, I think one of the reasons uh, that I've found that it works is there's more to you, and uh, we have more capability. We have access to really un, untold power and insight and creativity. I mean, we we are designed by an incredible creator and uh, the most incredible force. And when we can tap into that, and anyone and everyone can, however you may relate to that force or that power, and it's really making a connection, and it's really linking. I refer to it as a cognitive link, and knowing how to connect to that source that's closer uh, than you might think, as close as your breath. And, and being that's able the to question, tap. yeah, because it's like you talk about how to find the one thing, and tapping into that force, you know, th those are two very specific things that I that I find difficult at times because I feel like we have such a divine nature. We come from divinity, and therefore, life feels very limitless of what we can do. So I know I kind of came into the world like a kid in a candy store. I want to do this, that, 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 this, and in choosing so many things, it it did become a bit distracting to maybe that one thing that I could have done the best. So, so how do you do, is it just like saying, I'm just going to pick one? Is it that simple? Or are we waiting for it? Or, you know, are we waiting for the divine intelligence for God to tell us this is it? That's a, that's a, that's a great question. And probably one I get asked the most because most people are aware, you know, we can do anything we set our mind to. We've been told that since we were children, but when you, sometimes when you start out, towards a, any given point or destination or your future. I talk a lot about what I refer to as previewing your future. And what I'm referencing is having a clear picture from where you are to be able to see clearly where you really want to go. Yes. And decisions, as simple as it may sound, decisions are really the key uh, because decisions or making decisions are really the key that unlock the door to our future. But the question is, is which door do we unlock, and how do, you, how do you find the right door? Because once you're confident that you're moving in the right direction, then you can stay on track on that road. So what I encourage people to do, and it's really simple, and uh, I mean, there are a number of different things, but one of the simplest things you can do is realize, number one, no matter how great the idea is that we may conceive or how empowering we know we are, until we're really confident that the next step that we initiate is going to be productive, in other words, generate the outcome that we want, mm -hmm. we tend to be reluctant to move. 
So typically what most people do is they don't move solely in that one direction. They end up, just like you just stated, in almost like a shotgun pattern in a lot of different directions, kind of Mm -hmm. like on the freeway when there's, or even in a grocery store, a supermarket, you go in and if you don't, if you don't make a list of exactly what you want and target those specific items, <laughs> you end up, you know, you might go in there for three or four items and come out with a basket load of groceries. And <laughs> the point is, is how do you, you know, targeting those specific items. And the decision-making is, is that key. And one of the things to do is realize that you don't have to do everything all at once in order to get everything done that you need to do. And as a matter of fact, the only way you're going to do it, and this is where a little bit of uh, self-control comes in, and it really is, and you don't have to write, physically write down a list, make a mental list, but what I encourage people to do is simply before you, if you're going to go to the supermarket or you're going to go to, uh, you know, uh, 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 wherever it could be, let's say a supermarket, for instance, deliberately uh, make a marker in your mind that you're going to go in for two or three specific items, and no matter how tempted you are to to look at everything else and to pick everything else, go in, pick up those two or three items, pay for them, and leave. Now, it really isn't about even thinking about, oh, I should have got something else, or I wished I had thought about, you know, looking down the next aisle. It really is about mm-hmm. cognitively making a marker and a link and a connection that helps you associate with productivity. In other words, I can look at a specific item or a specific decision, I can make that decision, and I can follow through until I get the results that I want. And it really gives you a cognitive or a, a mental psychological advantage, if you will, a link to from where you are to where you want to do to go. And really the confusion starts to disappear when we give ourselves the liberty to realize I don't have to do everything today really to get everything done. As a matter of fact, if I focus on one specific item, then I'm going to find that I have a lot more time to do a lot more than I typically typically get done. And you've probably had those days, I think most everyone has, where you have so much on your agenda. And even though you run through the list, at the end of the day, when you stop and look at it, you may not feel as accomplished as you would have if you just tackled maybe one or two out of an item, you know, a list of five or ten, because Boy, you did them so advice. well. That, that is such great advice, Gary. I mean, truly, that, that just, uh, that taps right into something that feels so, so true. And it sounds so simple, and yet we all know it's not so simple. Yeah, it can be confusing because, you know, day-to-day stress, uh, I mean, we live in a society to where, you know, we, we have cell phones, we have iPads, laptops. I mean, we're never away from social networking, connecting, you know, committing ourselves beyond, you know, the spectrum of time that we really have in order to do those things. And, you know, it's, when, you, when you say the word restrain or maybe bridle, or control, uh, people can become, it, it can be overwhelming to think that we could control anything much beyond what's at our fingertips. But the reality is, uh, I referred to preview your future, if you can see it clearly enough, and you can, so we're one up right there. If you can see it clearly enough, it meaning where you need to go, where you want to go, then you can control anything. But you need to know that up front. And so if you determine in your mind I'm going to exercise a little self-control. And self-control, you can really gain a great deal of, or become really empowered with self-control if you take the simplest items. It can be the grocery store. It can be a, a task. It can be a couple of phone calls that you make very productive. And really just do those two things. Stop, break, meditate, relax, 
And here's something really important. We are the most productive at the things we feel the best and the most confident about. Mm. So no matter what we know we need to do, until we really feel, uh, you know, we're always told to be focused and be confident, but it's really difficult to focus, no matter how much you know you need to or how important it is, if you're not sure that what you're focusing on is really going to give you the results that you're looking for, right? I mean, that's we're told focus, but what if it doesn't turn out the way I want it to? What, what, right. what, what if I'm focusing on this, but it really isn't, it isn't the right step? And then what? And exactly. so that's, then you, then you stop yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the, that's where really the, that's where the, the wall comes up. That's where the confusion comes in because typically because we're told for most, for the most part, most of us or many of us are told you can accomplish anything. You can do anything. There are a lot of people out there, of course, that have been told throughout their life, you'll never amount to anything or you can't do anything. And sometimes they work even harder you know, to try to compensate for what they've heard. But the reality is, is you can do anything, but you can't do everything all at the same time. And what's great is, is you don't have to. And if you can become confident about that one thing and know this is exactly what I am supposed to do right now. I mean, how, how, how empowering do you think it would be, Marla, if this morning when you woke up, and I believe you probably did, uh, and you knew I have one thing to do today, and that's really my task. That's that's my divine call today is to initiate one response, and uh, just I have one main initiative, and I'm going to do that, and that's going to that's going to change my world, and it's going to really help me be everything that I need to be, and do everything that I need to do today. I mean, it takes the pressure completely off. It does. Well, let me let me show you how let me show you how you can easily do that. Uh, number one, when you, when you wake up in the morning, I encourage people to do this before you go to bed at night. And you can do this, uh, you can even take a three-day period or a seven-day period of time. And before you go to bed at night, just ask yourself a question. It can be simply, what should I do in the morning? You know, what, what should I do in the morning? And then don't think about it. Just ask the question uh, in your mind. You can say it out loud. You can even write it down on a sheet of paper next to your, uh, next to your bed. And then just go to sleep because consciously, subconsciously, there's a part of us I refer to as your CI, or mm-hmm. CI stands for your center intelligence. That mm-hmm. part of us, some people call it uh, gut instinct or kinesthetic response. But it's really our feeling center. It's our kind of our sensory perception. It's the part of us that, that helps us know what we need to know at any point in time that we need to know it. But through the course of life, the demand of you know social networking, all the people, all the things we need to do, such a busy society and a busy world. It feels like if you're not running, you know, at mock speed all the time, that you're really not accomplishing anything. But that's not really true. That's really can be very, very deceptive. So in the evening, ask yourself the question, what am I supposed to do tomorrow? If you want to be more detailed, you can do that. And then when you wake up in the morning, I encourage people just without overthinking, when, you, when your feet hit the floor, write down just the first inspiration that comes to your mind. It doesn't really matter how detailed it is or you know, how much there is, or if it's just a couple of words. It's just about really learning how to associate with a confidence level that you can know exactly what you need to do. And again, I refer to it as connecting with your center intelligence. It's just that part of you that helps you identify very, very accurately what you need to do. Because again, you can focus, you can have tremendous focus and incredible confidence, clarity, and creativity if you simply know that the next step you're going to take is the right one for you. 
It's exactly what you need to do. And it really is that simple. Once we feel that, and again, we typically don't make, uh, we, we typically don't do anything. We, we tend not to act, even if we know we should, if we can't feel good about it, if we don't feel, if we don't feel it. You know, people saying, I, you know, some of the most successful people that I've dealt with for, for a number of years, uh, you know, when all, the, when all the figures are on the paper, all the contracts are written up and they're accurate and they're correct and the attorneys have looked them over and everyone's discussed and it's everything that they really wanted to say. They'll still step, step back and wait for that. Again, I feel that I refer to it as if you're a, uh, your CI link. And mm-hmm. they'll wait for that feeling. It doesn't take long, but it's just that, that momentary feeling that you just get the okay, the approval. Because there's a part of every single person on this planet, uh, every single person in the universe that has the ability to sense exactly what's right for you. But we, we kind of lose it along the way. We become desensitized because of all, all the pressure, all the decisions That's we have That's just what make. I was going to say. The pressure comes around us, the pressure of the people around us, and yes. pushing us to do what they feel is right for us, for themselves, possibly. And, uh, and then we can jump into something without listening to that CI that we all have, that real center intelligence. And then we end up paying the consequences, I find. Exactly. Oh, no, yeah. it's so common. It, right. it, it happens all the time. And, and then what, what happens is uh, psychologically people feel that they're at a dis- disadvantage. They've done something wrong, which is one of the last things you, you want to think. Even if you have, and that may sound, uh, sound crazy, but really what you don't want is you don't want to feel condemned or weakened. You want to feel empowered because, again, we're most focused and we're most confident and most creative and have the greatest clarity when we're simply, when we simply feel good. I mean, h- how we feel about what we do is huge. And a lot of times people try to sedate their emotions so they can make it to, to the next level, which I completely understand, especially when emotions are running high and uh, you feel overwhelmed. But the reality is, is there's a part of us that is a very strong sense, and I can refer to it as a feeling, again, that gut feeling or kinesthetic response. I mean, I deal with people uh, making business deals. It could be something simple, or it could could be to do with a, a major network, or a major show, or a major business deal, or it could be a merger, or, or something simple. But what I hear them say often, people that are very successful, is um, they'll say things like, "It feels right," and we've all said that. I think about this, Marla. How many times have you just felt? Um, it could be something as simple. You just felt that yeah, someone you were thinking about someone. And then out of the blue, they connected with you. And, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, how many times do you think that's happened in your life? Uh, just it's yeah, it's almost like a matter of um, you know weekly occurrence or more. If I was really paying attention, yeah. Right. When and, you run into someone, you 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 see them. There's a note. There's an email. There's a phone call. Sure. And maybe you hadn't thought about them or talked to them for months, weeks, or years, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and but typically, what happens is people will throw that over to the side of a fluke or, you know, once in a while, you know, it was just a coincidence. But the reality is, what, however you want to label it, the fact is, is it did happen, and it, it does happen. It's like, um, it's like a, a center intelligence, uh, and it just sounds like a long word, unconscious competence. And what I mean by that I is... I can't know. Take it apart. It's perfect. Well, think about it like this. When you first started driving a car, do you, do you remember... 
I mean, you, you probably, you know, we've all driven in vehicles <laughs> since we're babies. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, unless you get in the car with me, then that could be dangerous if it wasn't for my wife. <laughs> me too, Gary, believe <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, we, we like speed, don't we? <laughs> well, I tell my wife, I'm always looking into the future. She'll say to me, well, maybe you want to focus on the present since that's where we are right now. But we've all ridden in, in vehicles. You know, we watch people drive, so we know what it is to get in a car and watch someone drive from the time we're children to the time we, you know, begin to to learn how to drive. But when you get in a car and you start to learn how to drive, if anything, the simplest things, the brake pedal, the accelerator pedal, turn signals, can be confusing. There's, there's simple mechanics to the vehicle, to driving, but when you're first learning, you're thinking so hard about what you need to do to get everything right. You know, if it's your parents or a friend or whoever's tra- teaching you to drive, you just want to show them you can do this, you know, and I know because I'm, I'm training my, uh, teaching my daughter how to drive right now. They just, I, I got this, Daddy. I got this, you know. So, and we've all felt that way. We just want the person to know that we've got this. I mean, we've watched someone drive for years, and of course, this is that easy, and it's, it's not that hard. It's, it's easy. You just get behind the wheel, step on the accelerator when you want to move forward, step on the brake when you want to stop. But when you're starting, when you begin to learn how to drive, it can be confusing. And uh, I was actually in the vehicle with my daughter just the other day, my younger daughter, and she wanted. She's, I'm teaching her to drive, but she's still unacquainted with brake and accelerator. She's not confident. And the more she thinks about it, the more difficult it becomes. Of course. And, oh, I can't believe your baby's driving now. <laughs> I know. Can you believe that? I can't oh, either. <laughs> yeah, but what, now think about it now. When you get in the car, you do you drive a car what, with what we would refer to as an intelligence or an intellect. It's called unconscious competence, which means you don't even think about it. It's yeah. second nature. You get in the car and you drive. If you're driving slow, if you're driving faster, if you have to negotiate a lot of traffic, I mean, I, I know you, and I know you negotiate a lot of traffic all the time while multitasking. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't do my makeup and drive anymore. I will say that. <laughs> that was in those college days of there like, you go. studying and modeling. You know? <laughs> exactly. We've become a little I've wiser. I've other things to do, though, Gary. It's awful. <laughs> well, and even your mind going someplace else, right? Mm-hmm. But the point is, is when we, when we try so hard, sometimes it becomes more difficult because... Uh, consciously, what we're really saying is this is difficult, this is challenging. And that's why I say wake up in the morning and just write the first idea that comes to your mind, and then if you can see your way to, to do it, just act on it. Because what you're doing is you're training your mind just like we do when we're driving a car. It's difficult in the beginning because you're thinking so hard. You're, you're overtasking your motor skills, your mind, because you're just nervous. You're, you're uptight, you're sensitive, you want to make sure that you're making the right choices. But when you become more confident, it becomes easier, and then you can... You're able to drive the car um, hands-free if you need to, talk on your cell phone, uh, and depending, of course, what state you're in. But in other words, you can multitask, and you can think about a different, uh, several different things. But when you're first learning to drive, all you do is focus on the road. So many times that's what people are doing, trying to get the decisions made that they need to make and do the things they need to do. They're just so focused on doing this right, making sure this is right, and it becomes more overwhelming. It becomes more of a task, and you really lose that conscious and center intelligence link. It's not that it isn't there because it's always there. It's always there to tell you exactly what you need to do, exactly where you need to go, and how to do it. But you become, we can become desensitized and overwhelming. It's just like, again, if, you're, if you become nervous, you know, even if you're swimming and you become tense, you can start to sink. So one of the things we're taught, anytime we're going to do something, you might say beyond the normal, 
we, we need to relax. Anything beyond you know getting up and sitting down, we need to learn to relax. And it's exactly the same thing. And the best way to do that, number one, is to be aware that you have a, a center intelligence, a center awareness, or a, a spiritual inspiration on the inside that will guide you because we're really designed to make incredibly accurate decisions every single time. There's a, there's a gravity to our lives that connects us to the right decision and even to, to people that we're going to connect with. But again, like calling someone on the phone or having someone call you or connecting with someone you just thought about, just think about it like this. There really is a part of us that's connected to the things, the places we need to go, the people that we should connect with. There's a part of us that is able to to alert us, to make us aware. and to- Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Properly connect and associate us with those decisions. Again, remembering decisions are the key to our future. It's like unlocking the right door. And it really connects us strongly. So there's a part of you that knows exactly what you should do. Decision making is more like becoming aware of what you already know you should do. And sometimes when there's too many to make, it disassociates you with that center intelligence, that inspirational part of you, and you lose your strong connection, your strong link to what you should do. Right, and it's like like little wiry things going off in your brain in a million different directions versus being centralized, as you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. And you can feel it. You can feel a successful business person can tell you Typically, you know, people wonder why are why are certain people so successful? And even if they, you know, even if they take a wrong turn, they seem to be able to get on track so quickly. Well, mm-hmm. they're more they have a more innate sense of being aware, and they may not even know exactly what they're doing, but they know one thing: they know what it feels like to make the right decision. They know what it feels like to be on target, and they also know what it feels like when it's not right. And so many times, by because of pressure, what you were talking about uh, just a few minutes ago. Uh, pressure of what people expect you to do, expect you to become, expect you to to perform, we tend to respond more to the pressures, social pressures, pressures of necessity, and it, many times it's the wrong decision. It's unlocking the wrong door. But the great thing is, is you, no matter how many incorrect doors you unlock, you can always find that one door. And I tell people all the time, in one day's time, just one day's time, actually a, a minute's time, you can turn your life around and connect with exactly what you need to. And once people become confident that they can rely on it and know how to, to in, uh, in, interact with their center intelligence mm-hmm. and how to really ignite that fire, you can do it all the time, anytime. And be, your life just changes. The load drops off. You'll find yourself making one decision, but in a matter of just a, a few hours or a few days, you've accomplished more then most of the time people tell me than they've been able to accomplish, believe it or not, in years. So I've had people come to me and say, you realize in 30 days I've accomplished more and been able to accomplish things that I've been trying to do for years. Gary Zamora is my guest right now. And, honey, you you are just tapping into the center of, of what I know 
is the truth in, in achieving what a person has come to this world to do. Um, just reminding all of you, Gary Zamora is an incredible um, coach, um, business counselor, helps take you to the next step of where you need to be, get you out of that rut, help refocus you, get you in touch with your center intelligence so you can really achieve all that you've come to this earth in this beautiful body to be. So just reminding the guests, we're already past half hour, and I feel like we've only talked five minutes, Gary. This is amazing. Oh, I love it. Um, I, I told folks I would take calls, but I'm, I'm sort of enjoying just being able to let you share because what you're sharing is so I think everyone out there can completely identify with with this and uh, whatever their situation is. This will help them be able to see how to stay clear on that road. So let's keep on going. And uh, and if you call me a few times, I'll let you on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll let you, we'll, we'll definitely take questions in the second half hour if you if you'd like to call us. But in the but in the meantime, this is this is really good stuff, and this is this is what you know my CI has known for years. But yeah. all of that social pressure around me, I still think I have to be that nice girl who just says yes to everything someone needs of me to do. And I look and I see five thousand emails, and I think, oh my god, how can I not be responding? And truly, I, I need to not put pressure on myself to respond. Right, Gary? I mean, how can we be all things to everyone at one time and accomplish what is unique to what I feel like God put each one of us here for? Well, see, number one, you make my, you make my job so easy because you ask, you ask the best questions. It's, oh. just, it's always so. That's one of the reasons I, oh, one of the many reasons I love uh, every time I get to, to uh, awesome. speak with you and be on your program or we, we talk together. But that's a perfect question, and you're right. This is what I do. I, I try to consider the purpose in what we do and make sense of what we're doing. And, for instance, again, I've known you for, for quite a number of years, and I know that your heartbeat is to empower people. That's what you're about. Thanks. And uh, so let's think about the 101 emails that come in. In, at any given point or time, uh, any day. The reason you want to respond, and I'm not trying to answer for you, so if I'm inaccurate, please feel free to tell me. Yeah. But uh, the reason you would want to respond is you want to, number one, let people know that you care, you're not ignoring them, and that they're important, and yes. to be able to assist them in any way you can. You want to help them, you know, give them yes. the answer that they need. So would that be accurate? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So you want them to have your best, and right. by giving them your best, you can help them be their best. Would that be an accurate statement? Well, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. So, I so think, I think you know where I'm going. <laughs> Look how my best is my best isn't exactly coming back when I'm overwhelmed, is it? No, and and the and the point is, is you know, let's say you addressed ten people, twenty people. Let's let's give a Marla day. Let's say you address seventy-five to hundred people each day. What if you only addressed five of those people, but the five you addressed got your best. And not only were they just five people, but five people that, again, your center intelligence connected you to and said, today, these are the five. The, you, what if those five different names lit up on your board? And that's what people tell me. Once you learn how to connect strongly to your CI, it, it's almost like, it's like, if you ever walk by a newsstand and there might be, you know, a lot of a lot of information on a paper, a billboard, but one name or one letter or even a number just seems to jump out at you. It's just like it it highlights. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like when you look back and try to scan through 
all the writing. It could be an article on a paper. You can't. It's hard to find it, but it's like when you just take a glance, you can see it. So almost at a glance, again, unconscious competence. It's like our eyes, our sensory perceptions, our conscious and subconscious levels have the ability to pick up things immediately without having to look at it really hard. Uh, like unconsciously, you know, conscious competence when you're driving. You don't have to think about it now. Get in the car, turn on the key, you know exactly what button to hit. You don't even have to look at the, uh, you know, the turn signals or the GPA. You just know what to do. Well, the same thing with knowing who to address because the important thing is, is you can impact all those people, but you can impact all those people when you're at your best. And five words from you could impact people uh, far more than 105 words when Marla isn't at her peak performance. And the way to do that is to be able to associate with exactly what you're supposed to do because the reality is is you're probably not supposed to address all of those at the same time, uh, and you're not. You're supposed to connect specifically to what you're designed to do at a comfort level that you feel good about what you're doing. And, and remember our, our emotional connection to what we do. You know, we feel first. And then we emotionally connect. Once you emotionally connect, it's, it's getting in deeply enough that it takes more energy to get out. So if you emotionally connect to something disappointing or that feels like pressure, then the rest of what you do, the rest of your, rest of your tasks throughout the day are kind of on that emotional level. And emotions are great if they're connected correctly, but if they're connected to social pressure or what we have to do, instead of what we get to do, then that whole world changes. Even though, though you're maybe doing the same thing, the energy level and the impact, the creativity and the clarity is totally different. The, the climate changes. But if you're able to engage confidently and just realize, you know, this is what I'm going to do, and it really begins with just addressing one thing. I'm going to do one thing. Even though you may end up doing 101 things, it's like you, you move forward into the future. You know, if we all think about this. If I could go into the future and I knew how things were going to turn out, and then I could get back in some time vehicle, come back into the present, because present's the most powerful time we have. It really is the only time we have, because uh, the present is the only time that will ever exist. People say um, that, you know, the, the present is, uh, you know, we, there's no time like the present. I say there's no time but the present, and there, there never will be. So if you take that one idea and realize just that one thing that you need to do, that you're going to do, you get to do is really the best way to approach it. The one thing, start with the one thing you get to do first instead of all the things you have to do. You set up a different set of, a seat of emotions and you cognitively begin to connect more powerfully to your CI because if you can, um, if you can do the things you feel the best about first, and I know there's times that there are things that you have to address, but even if you slip one thing in that you get to do that's important, but you get to do it, it consciously, spiritually, subconsciously sets you up on a totally different plane, and the climate changes for the rest of the day. And you don't have to do as many things as you had to do, but you get a great deal more done, more efficiently, more effectively, more powerfully, and the pressure goes away. It just evaporates. Yeah, and I feel that, um, you know, I made a mistake in the past, and I'm sure many of you had, where we think it's, it, we forget that life is, is a circle. We see it like, here's the, here's the morning, and here's the end, and I have to do everything within that period of time. That period, you know, we, we, we cap it. 
versus realizing that, that life is, is a continuous living being and everything will be, you know, we have eternity to accomplish the things that, that we're put here to do, really. So I just get, have I've gotten myself trapped before in thinking that, well, this has to be done today. And then you beat yourself up because you didn't get it done by today. Um, but yet, if I chose it, are you saying if I woke up in the morning and says, this is what I get to do today, and I just said, and, and this is number one, and then I accomplish it, then I'm opening up myself to be able to step forward with the other things that are important. Are you kind of saying that? Exactly, with a, a diff- different uh, psychology, a, a different philosophy towards yes. the rest of the day without even trying. And that's the thing. Unconscious competence is one of the most powerful things we can ever connect to. But if that. we do you, it, you we come connect- up with these great terms, unconscious competence. I love it. <laughs> and I listened <laughs> to your DVD once one time. I always use it. I use it so often about turning your obstacles into arrows. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, changed, that changed my life. And I love when people tell me that. They'll bring that up or they'll send me a sign with an arrow on it, you know, just letting yeah. me know that it impacted me. But you know what? I love what you said. Uh, we, we, have a, we have a cycle, and we think that that cycle starts and stops. And I state this all the time. Our, our incredible creator never brings us to an end. We're only brought to a new beginning. So mm-hmm. when we finish what we consider a cycle, we really haven't, nothing really ends. We're never brought to an end. We're only brought to a new exciting beginning. Oh, that's so, great. I'm typing that as we speak. <laughs> you, you get to do it all. You can do everything that you need to do, but it's difficult to do anything that you want to do when you can't do it in a confident way, feeling great about it. And I talk to people all the time about their feelings and, and not trying to control them, but more trying to understand the message. You know, why do I feel a certain way? Because our feelings are a huge part of our, call it our DNA our conscious the DNA structure. Our, our feelings are there for a reason. You know, when things aren't going right for us, we feel bad. It's not that things are bad. It's just that we're, we're created for things to feel right, to, to go right, to be right. And especially, I get it today in the confusion and just all the concerns. This is like people tend to feel, you know, we just have to deal with it. And it's not that certain things aren't going to appear or show up or there aren't things to deal with because there are. But how can you deal with it in a way that you actually feel good about some of the most challenging situations in your life? And not just feel good about it, but can take control. I talk a lot about taking control of your future because one thing we all have in common, regardless of where we're from or what our life experiences are or, or what we do, we all have a future. If it's a minute from now or, as I said earlier, months or years from now, how much of our future can we control? If we could control the future, if we could see into the future, you know, and we knew we'd come back into the present and then adjust what we needed to do, how incredible would that be? And, uh, I mean, I'm, I, <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that we're going to hop into a time machine or maybe necessarily look into, you know, into a... No, uh, you do. You think if you drive fast enough, you'll get there first, and you always <laughs> see it, come back and tell everybody, I know you. <laughs> but, in a, but in a sense, in reality, yes. And this is what I mean, because there's a part of us that knows exactly the way it's supposed to be. You, you can refer to it as a, a pre-connection. And we know that because, let's say, for instance, you're walking past a, a restaurant and you smell they're preparing some type of food. And maybe you may not never have even had this dish before, but something tells you that you either like it or you're not going to like it. And it's incredible how accurate we can be. 
you, know, you, you feel, you know, how do you know, you know, you can walk past a fragrance counter, and, and uh, we, we've probably all been there, and you know, someone's spraying uh, a fragrance on one of those little papers, and they hand it to you, you know, try to... Right. To, to <laughs> try to sell if they haven't already shot it on you before you even <laughs> knew what was coming. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah, hopefully your mouth isn't open when you walk by. So you're, <laughs> you're having fresh in breath with, uh, with a fragrance, but yeah, or in your eyes. But uh, exactly. It's, it, but how do we know the fragrances we like when we've never smelled them before? I mean, isn't that unusual? Yeah. How, how can you smell a fragrance and know you're going to like it when we've and never smelled it before? it's unique. To you, it may not be something you like. I mean, how many times you stand with a parent or a friend, and you go, and they love it, and you go, "Ooh, I couldn't wear that." Exactly. How do we know that? How do we uh, what, know that? What part of us makes us know we like, don't like? How do we? How come? How do we determine what type of music we like when we've never heard it before? A song we've never heard and we love it. Why? I mean, you you can't say well because we've heard that before and we like. We like the rhythm, or we like the melody, or we like the lyric. How do you know? You've never heard it before, but yet you love it. A fragrance. You've never mm -hmm. smelled it before, but yet you love it. How do you know? There is a part of you that is so connected to everything that you need, everything that you're going to love, everything that's going to empower and promote you. And that's that center intelligence part of you that I'm talking about. There's an incredible part of you that knows every single thing you need to know every day of your life, your entire life. All you need to do is learn how to associate and connect with it. Walk away from the pressure, which is far easier than having to negotiate and navigate the pressure of the day, even though it exists, but be able to handle it with uh, conscious or unconscious competence and make that cognitive connection and just know, you know what, I've got this. And not trying to talk yourself into it, but the same confidence that's a difference between when you first started to drive and were nervous and unsure and trying so hard to when you today you can get in the car, start the engine up. We don't even need keys anymore, but start no, the engine up and just, and, and just... Until you go to a valet, and then they suddenly need your key, and you have to figure out where you put it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then you have to go with the car. <laughs> then you, <laughs> then you go spend with the, the night car. in valet. <laughs> Bring my dinner here. I'll eat in my car. <laughs> exactly. But this, isn't that amazing if you think about the things that we know, that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis, but just don't take the time to stop and acknowledge, become aware. Mm -hmm. I like the name of your program, The Awakening. Mm -hmm. And it's really about that, becoming awakened mm -hmm. to a sense and an ability that we have. And then what changes the world is when you begin to associate with it. You begin to recognize it, and you begin to, you could even say toy with it. You begin to become familiar with it. You build a relationship with it. You get closer to it. You become more familiar with it. And you become more empowered by it. And that really, that really is the key. And, and now your confidence level begins to increase, but you're not trying to be confident. You don't have to go to all the confidence-building seminars because innately confidence is built on the inside of you. You don't have to go to a bunch of classes and learning how to focus, which are great. Focus classes, confidence, I, I love them. But what if you needed less of them because you found more of an innate sense to do that? It was more of an organic experience on the inside of you as you opposed to having to contrive that emotion. Yeah. And, and we all have that. We all have that innate, organic ability to incredibly connect and do what I can refer to as preview your future, know in advance. I mean, the, the best, most powerful way to, to control your future is to be sure prior to responding or acting on a decision that you've made the right one, that you're mm -hmm. connecting correctly. And we mm -hmm. can do that. And right. it's a lot easier than trying to figure it out.
Wow. This is great stuff, Gary. I love, love, love what you're sharing. It's so important. And I, you know, I have a lot of people on the show and we, you know, we're in this world where we, we, we're, we're very fortunate to be exposed to some amazing thinkers and great channels of, of, um, you know, empowerment. And this just strikes such a pure, pure chord in me. And I'm so grateful that you're walking the planet and helping remind us of, of, of this. It's very, very important. And anyone that's listening, um, you can shoot. <laughs> you could just, maybe I shouldn't say shoot me an email, but you can tweet, <laughs> tweet out to me or pop up on my Facebook. I'll, I'll get around there or have, a, have my assistant get to you and give you Gary's information. Or just go to Gary Zamora, Z-A-M-O-R-A dot com. And that'll link you into how to reach out to Gary and, you know, bring him into your business. Um, let him come, come, you know, work with your staff and, and or yourself personally and uh, just center it. I, I know I need to start making weekly phone calls to you now. <laughs> oh, I love it, Marla. It's so, it's six, you know, it's fun. The, yeah. Life should be something that every day when we wake up, we honestly look forward to it regardless of the challenge mm-hmm. because we just feel confident. And, and again, what I love about confidence, focus, and creativity is when it's not contrived. It's not something we're trying to make happen. Yeah, I agree, and that's 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 what we kind of come to the world. We it's not that anyone had ill hopes for us, but you know, parents and families, societies do kind of hold a vision of who they think we should be for us before we're old enough to really get out in there and run. So you know, it takes years to kind of break the pattern of of um, the perceptions others may have of us, and and make sure that that's our our place to work from. Oh, it's, uh, absolutely. You know, and simply being able to, having the ability to, uh, you know, you made a, a, a statement about uh, some of the titles that, that I use or some of the terms that I use. But what I found is really empowering is when you can give a name to something. You know, mm-hmm. when you can give someone or something a name, uh, it, it, gives you, it gives you a visual or a perceptual connection to, mm-hmm. to what you're talking about. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if I'm talking about, some people call it their, their you know, their center, their spirit, their, and it's all of that. But I just refer to it as your center intelligence because it talks about not just having the ability to be aware, but know how, knowing how to connect your mind, link your mind to what your, your center is telling you. To what your, and so it becomes more of an intelligence and not just something that you know. We, we can learn a lot, and sometimes what we learn uh, you know, can become more I also make almost more of an anchor. It just kind of keeps you stuck in one place. Now, learning is incredible, but right. what's more important is being able to connect and associate with what you hear. And mm-hmm. then instead of just learning, you become more trained. It becomes more of a natural part of who you are. And it just changes the world. I mean, it just makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And again, we all know feeling is important because the reality is, is no matter what it is you need to do, you're either going to feel good about it or you're reluctantly going to, to do it. And if we reluctantly move forward, the experience is going to be one of reluctance. You know, any, any event that takes place in our life, the quality of that event is determined by the experience. What kind mm-hmm. of experience was it? Was it so, so, so I'm just going to throw this one out there. So paying bills or like what happened to me, I had someone steal all my savings, right? Went through all the money I'd saved for years and got a hold of my bank account and went in and paid off all of it. It was a big mess. So 
It's hard. I will say, knowing a lot of this and putting it into practice, there are days I go, I cannot believe I have to deal with this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's perfect. Well, and what is that? I mean, you, you have the knowledge. You've had the knowledge for a while. And maybe this individual just wasn't clear on who you were saving for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, she needed that new job. Oh, so she needed those you got to laugh. Clothes. You know, you she have to laugh. Like, but that's but, the truth. I mean, I really walked through my home and my office as I was digging through and discovering what was going on in the depth of it. There would be a moment that, that if I wanted to speak French on the air, I would say, uh, I would say itch and put a B in front of it. Uh, and then, you know, I'd go from calling her that witch <laughs> to a blessing. So, because yeah. it was that part of me that I would get so trapped, I would get myself trapped in what I had allowed into my life, you know, because I really wasn't paying attention and I was not tapping into my sea. I allowed this in my life on some level and I would just want to scream out, you witch. And then I'd go, wait, it's a blessing. There's a blessing in here. I'm getting there. It's coming. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, it, you know, absolute, uh, very, very normal emotion. I mean, someone takes something from you that doesn't belong to them. Number one, you know, well, who knows? You lose your trust I mean, and your confidence. Relationship and relationships can hurt. You know, if someone you care about or try to help, the uh, betrayal is is yeah. very, very sad. And yet, and yet, you know, when money, we do know that money comes and goes, and it's flow, and we get trapped by it because our world demands so much of it. But you know, if you do believe in reincarnation and and karma, and and, and who knows? Maybe that money was not meant to be mine in the first place. Why was I saving it versus spending it? You know, um, just, just, there's so many different elements that add up to that. So, so I did make it a bit of a, a, a journey of understanding a deeper part of myself and my choices and why am I paying attention to, um, yeah. but I wanted to be more joyful. You know, I always would love to be able to wake up with a bit more joy in dealing with it. Yeah. Well, there's something I'd say that's helped me and a lot of people that I know, and it's a real simple statement. It's every event holds the potential for purpose and destiny. And, I and love the, that. Then the choice becomes ours. And, and in, the, in regards to money, money is meant to exchange. Right. Uh, so when it leaves your hands, whether you've spent it or someone's taken it, instead of looking at it as even being spent or being stolen, Yes. You can change your emotion with that regarding that if you simply think about there was an exchange that was made. And yes. in, in the case of some, someone stealing it, my exchange was here, uh, not necessarily buying anything or even giving it to someone, but again, realizing that our, the, the, the power of monetary, monetary power isn't buying, and it, it is exchanging, and mm. not necessarily even giving, but exchanging. What you can then do consciously, and it really, because it's true, money is there to exchange for things we want, uh, for emotional gratification, to help someone, whatever it is. But we can determine what that is, since money in its, in its nature, in itself, is for exchange. If we think about it, you know, what I'm doing, what I did with that amount of money is I used my exchange was forgiveness. That's what it was. Right. Oh, that's good. That's my, good, yeah. My exchange was that there's a great deal more of it. You know, I yeah. I can always I can always make more. More will always come to me, and the nature of our exchange really is what helps us generate more of what we need, and yes. because we we feel differently about it. And it's just again like trying to struggle with something or fight with something as opposed to finding the right way for it 
to flow through us. And Absolutely. I, you know, I, I, I love that I started this conversation right when we had like four minutes left to go in the show. <laughs> so, but I was like, you know, I kind of want to tap into that, you know, but, but I get it. And I, and I do absolutely, you know, I have forgiveness um, and, that, and that's good. And the more we can learn something like forgiveness is so, so important. And, and gosh knows I, I have needed forgiveness for things in my life and we, we have to be able to allow that. And Gary, I just thank you for showing me and, and letting me share, you know, through, through the audience, what an incredible way to help us tap into what is an eternal, eternal part of us. And I just thank you for joining the show, Gary Zamora. We have to wrap it up now. Uh, come back again, please. Would love it. It's been a pleasure as always, Marla. Thank you so okay. much. Many blessings to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. Join us again next time on the first Friday of every month for Awakening with Marla with your host, Marla Maples. Till then, check out her website at www.marlamaples.com. <laughs>